Hi, my name is Kenny Ong, CEO of Astro Radio. So, you know, with the growing podcast market in Malaysia, it's no doubt that podcasts are definitely taking over. And I'm sure in your experience as radio, it's been something to adjust to, right? Yes. I mean, podcast is a definitely a totally different format of audio that we are used to compared with radio in the past. I think the major difference is that podcast is what we call on-demand audio. Whereas in the past, when you listen to radio, it's always linear, right? You listen to whatever comes out. Then music was the first kind of like on-demand kind of stuff where you can stream the music that you want. But I think in terms of talk radio, that's where it, I think, changed into what we call today podcasts, where people listen to talk radio, but time-shifted or what we call on-demand. You know, you can pick your topic and you can listen to it when you want rather than stick to a linear schedule. I think the major difference is just the format, not really in terms of the spirit of it. You know, with the growing podcast in market, how would you describe the markets in Malaysia at the current moments? Would you say we're there yet? Do we have a way to go? So there are two parts of the podcast, what we call industry, right? One will be the creator part. Then the other one will be monetization. So we'll talk about the creator part first. So I think the podcast movement in Malaysia started quite a while ago. There are a lot of independent podcasters along, and many of them were on the multinational streaming platforms. You know, they uploaded themselves. But it really took off, I think, during the COVID era because there was nothing really much to do. So you could see a lot of content by anyone, you know, in terms of video or, you know, podcasts especially came up a lot. And before that, people were just not comfortable doing podcasts. But, you know, when you're bored and nothing to do and you have something that you want to say. So a lot of the podcasts, I think the movement started to really take off during the COVID lockdown period. And now it's kind of like taken its life on its own. So I think the creator part is interesting because it's a very strong movement now in Malaysia especially so a lot of podcasters I think you talk to anyone outside there I think whether they are celebrities or artists or politicians or corporate people they will be in some kind of podcast or they'll have their own podcast series or you know storytellers will have their own podcast so that is becoming very good but the only thing I think maybe the biggest thing that we have to look for is that a lot of the podcasts that we have today are English based and if it's an English language podcast it's a little bit tough to really break through because then you are compared with the rest of the more international English kind of podcast that you have from around the world. So I think that took off as far as English language podcast is concerned. So I think the, the other one that will take off a lot more, which we are trying to do here with Shock and SO Radio is podcasts in other languages, especially our vernacular languages. Right? So we have got like the Bahasa Malaysia kind, the Tamil, the Chinese, and then you have all the different dialects, you know, and hopefully I will see things like Iban and Bidayu kind of podcast series that are regular and making it to mainstream. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting when yeah. you said, you know, podcasts in like these other languages, especially for our East Malaysians, right? Yes, yes. So that's I think they are, they are small pockets of them. I mean, yeah, doing it more like an independent kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think there has been a concerted effort in terms of an ecosystem. And I hope, I mean, as far as Astro Radio and Shock is concerned, I hope we can go there and help build the community. Because we have successfully built the Tamil podcast community. We have successfully built the Basa Malaysia Malay and also the Chinese, you know, and we're very strong in that right now. I think we are on the forefront of it. So I think if we, if Astro Radio and Shock puts its effort, I think hopefully next year, then we can actually grow those, you know, other languages and other dialects that we have, right? So even in Chinese, you will have Hokkien and Hakka, which also will have its own community and listeners. And I think we need to, I think, build that up. That's on the creator side. So that's going very fast. I think the other big issue that we have on the other side is monetization. So which is, you know, a lot of podcasts are being rolled out. A lot of things are being done. But the way to make money if you are an independent podcaster in Malaysia is not yet there. You can't really make money. You can use it as a marketing tool for your services. You can use it as a marketing tool for what you do to promote. You know, if you have a book, you can promote your book. If you are a content creator, you can use podcasts to create, to, you know, promote your own content. But 
as a medium itself in Malaysia is not yet making money. And very few people are actually putting, especially advertisers, very few people are actually putting significant money in podcasts. But I'll see that's changing soon, maybe in a year or two from now. So speaking about the monetization part, just out of curiosity, going off script a little, why do you think sponsors aren't really into providing for podcasts yet or sponsoring podcasts? I think a couple of reasons, which is a good thing, actually. One of the really good things about Malaysia is that we still have a very strong radio ecosystem, our FM, you know, and even online versions of our FM, right? And that is a very strong medium to reach Malaysians nationwide. And it still has very strong listenership and awareness amongst Malaysians. So that is where all the monetization and money is going, sponsorship, commercial. So we'll keep it there as long as it goes and we'll keep it running healthily. And I think there will be a time soon, maybe not so soon, where it will shift into a podcast. But again, that is not something that we need to rush into. At the moment, we can still use it as a marketing promotional tool, which is still very effective. You don't really necessarily need to make money out of podcasts now. It's a medium to, I think, promote yourself. It's just like, I think, um, like books after a certain time. Some people, you know, use, at one point in time, books for writers were the main source of income. But Later, the books became like a promotion tool for them to be speakers on stage, to be invited for events. I think podcasts will be similar to that. I think I have a good point about the slow transition because if we transition too fast also, I'm sure it'll come with a whole bunch of problems in itself, right? Yes. The unfortunate thing is that if there is strong monetization, my feeling is that at this moment, any monetization will go to podcasts of content outside Malaysia. It's like yep. music, right? So, which I do not want that to happen until we have built a very strong local foundation for podcasts and then we you know, have the money given to local podcasters rather than the money going out to podcasters from other countries. Right. So speaking of which, just now you mentioned how for English, a lot of Malaysians actually don't seek their content here, which I find very true because all of my friends actually don't seek their content here. And I literally work at Astro yes. at Shock and I'm like, guys, you know? Yeah. So actually, you know, I did a little bit of research and in the USA, right, for example, the top 10 podcast publishers all have a higher number of global streams than they do locally. Yes. Which in fact... I'm not sure if you know iHeartRadio. Yes. It's ironic because their global stream count is 12 times more than their local stream count. They're in 378 millions. So when it comes to that, what are the main reasons that Malaysians, English-speaking Malaysians at least, are seeking podcast content outside of the country? I think it's to do with the quality, the standard, and also some preconceived notions. So I think if you compare it, it will be the same like English language music. I mean, even up to today, right? 70, 80, maybe even 90% of English music consumed is still from the US and from the UK. And if you flip it back, and if you're in the US, most of the income that they make from their music is from international markets, not their own market, right? So like UK. Podcast is the same. It's just another medium. I think from a language perspective, the dynamics are the same. So a lot of it, we from the other parts of the world outside the US or the UK consume English language podcasts like we consume music. And because the standard is perceived to be higher, the preconceived notion is that, you know, they have a much better standard. But actually, if you compare to a lot of the English language podcasts that we have in Malaysia and the rest of the world, I don't think we are far behind or, you know, some of it, we are actually superior. I think a lot of people don't realize this because they don't work in media. Yes. So a lot of them just assume, oh, you know, it's local. How great can the content yeah. be? But as someone who started working in media just, you know, a year ago, I've seen the difference and the effort that goes into the content that we yes. make. But I really would say it's on par with what we see overseas. Yes. I feel like maybe there is a way to convince them to give our local content a chance. I think it's got to do a lot with marketing. And positioning, right? Okay, Same okay. like, again, like we draw parallels to the music industry where a large part of the success of English language music coming from the US or UK or even Australia is because of the engine that they have in terms of marketing globally. And that's where we fall short in Malaysia, you know, and the rest of the world where our ability for us to market or to promote ourselves is lacking, you know, and we don't really have a good strong system to promote 
our own podcast. We just put it on Spotify or put it on Apple Music or we put it on Shock and we just leave it there. That means we, we don't actively promote it ourselves and there's no real marketing effort to yeah. promote our own podcast. So that's that's the other thing. Yeah, I guess I guess when it comes to pushing things, social media is really important, especially social media. Yes. So, you know, you've told me a lot of challenges that we're facing to get our Malaysians to focus more on local podcasts. But among all these challenges, what would you say is the biggest challenge and how can we overcome this challenge? I think it's just a fragmentation of the platform. So because you can listen to podcasts from anywhere, right? And some people actually now also listen to podcasts on YouTube or they listen to 15-second, 30-second podcasts on TikTok, which is a weird yeah. thing to do, but they do, <laughs> right? So it's a fragmentation of systems. So try to reach these people is not as easy in the past because in the past where you have less platforms, it's easier to concentrate your marketing efforts or even yourself as a podcaster, you can focus on certain channels. But right now you have so many. So the question is which do you focus on and how do you promote yourself? Because if you spread yourself too thin, it doesn't go anywhere in terms of gaining awareness of your own podcast. So I think it's a fragmentation of the ecosystem that makes it tough. And I think as part of radio, Astro Radio's efforts is actually to use the channels that we have to promote podcasters, especially local podcasters. That's where our mission comes in. You know, we've talked a lot about the USA and etc, etc. Let's bring it back to Malaysia, yep. right? What do you think is our problem trying to reach a global audience? Because like you said, USA, they have a global audience, right? So why can't we reach a global audience? What's our challenge in that aspect? Again, it comes back to very, very basic marketing and promotion. How we use the different tools to promote and market ourselves. Because there are a lot of tools out there to promote not only just social media, but other things. A lot of times, the, the marketing and promotion is we focus it on Malaysia itself. We don't really focus it for other countries. So, for example, even if we buy an ad to boost our own Instagram profile, right, it's basically around Malaysians. We don't target to boost it in other countries. It generally lies down to how we promote or we push ourselves. The other thing is that we're also not very good in collaborating with the people from outside Malaysia. So, we don't do like co-interviews with a podcaster from Europe, for example, or from Australia. So, we don't do that a lot. So, a lot of times, we focus our, on our own selves and we do it. And the second thing, I think... It depends on the podcasters, but if you find that half of the podcasters that we have have a lot of content that resonates to Asia or to Malaysia, but it doesn't really resonate to other countries in terms of either the story or the content itself or the terms that we use because the US use certain terms and UK use certain terms. But if our storytelling is very local, the terms that we use and the words that we use are very local as well. So it doesn't really resonate with uh, other countries. Mm. I mean, I can imagine as a USA person, if you're listening into a Malaysian podcast and they start seeing things like, oh, can la, yeah, man, you're going to be a bit like, yeah, huh? Yeah. I, I don't really understand. And then that kind of turns you off and yes. you don't listen to it anymore. Yes. And also, I think a lot of the English language podcasters that we have, the local ones in Malaysia, tend to have topics that are similar to what you can find in the general public anyway. So because you come up with generic podcast topics, right, which other people are also coming out. So it will just be left in the middle of a lot of podcasts and nobody will be able to find you. So the ability to discover your podcast is important. Like I said, a lot of us, especially English language podcasts, we tend to have topics that are very similar to what the US have or the UK have. And then you'll be drowned in all the noise. Because not only are you facing local competition, you're facing world competition. Yeah. And given the market now, that is a yeah. really huge... It's uh, tough. It's tough. It's definitely it's tough. tough. Yeah. When it comes to podcasts in Malaysia, we still have a way to go. And as you say, it's growing and I can definitely see it growing as well. What do you see for the future of podcasts in Malaysia? The number one, I do see two th from two ends, right? One is that I think from a language perspective, like I mentioned, I will, f I hope and I actually foresee a growth in non-English podcasts, which is the Chinese, the Malay, the Tamil, and also hopefully the Iban, the Bidayu, the Kadazans, you know, that is what I really hope to see. 
And once you have that, then you really have a rich ecosystem of podcasts in different languages and being rolled out. So on that's one arm. On the other side is, of course, the diversity of contents that we have. What I will foresee is that although we started copying many of the Western style of podcast topics, hopefully we will have more divergence in terms of um, the topics that we have that are more Asian, more local, that you know relates to us rather than it being a generic topic in the market. I foresee this happening because, again, a lot of podcasters starting off, they don't know what to do. They don't really know what to say. So they start out with safe topics. But I think as podcasters in Malaysia grow and they become more mature, then the topics become a little bit more colorful and it becomes more relatable to and relevant to the local markets. When you say they can grow, let's say someone already has a podcast, a Malaysian has a podcast, and it's a bit generic, would you say there's still hope for them or should they start anew? No, I think there's no one podcaster who becomes famous by podcast. doing the same thing year in, year out. I mean, every podcaster starts with something and then as they grow, it changes and it morphs into something. So I think the ones that will thrive and survive will be those who keeps on updating what they have and changing and not to just keep to what they have done in the beginning. I think that's an evolving thing and something that needs to be done by all podcasters, not just from anywhere in the world. But even for Malaysian, I think the need for a podcaster to really learn what they're doing and then they need to listen to feedback. They need to know what people are really listening to and then change maybe the way they do it. So that adaptation needs to be very strong and the growth needs to continue. During this interview, you've mentioned Shock a few times, right? Yep. Which is our Astro Radio platform for podcasts. And I think recently we won quite a few awards as well in the Radio Info Asia Podcast yes. Award, right? Which like I was so proud about because we got mm. to announce it on air. Yes. So we won quite a few awards and in four different languages as well. What would you hope for Shock in the coming year other than, you know, the new languages? Yes, I think there are two things to Shock, right? One is that we are a platform for podcasts itself and we use our platform to promote the podcast. So I think that's continued to evolve and continue to grow. And we put more investments in Shock to promote the podcast that we host. And it's not only promoted through Shock, but also through our radio stations, right? Astro radio stations and also through our online radio stations on Shock and through any of our assets that we have on Shock. So I think from a marketing promotion aspect, that's where it's going to be very important for us to put more efforts in the promotion of podcasts that we have on Shock. So that's number one. Number two, the other thing that Shock hopes to do is, of course, to produce a lot more of our own podcast content. That means for Shock itself to be an investor rather than just a platform. And that's what we have been doing, I think, for the past one and a half, two years, where we invest in Shock in one way or another. Either we provide the facilities or we actually invest in the content creators or we invest in marketing. So I think that's important for us. We are not just a platform, you know. So a lot of other platforms are just there, you load, you know, but they don't really support the local ecosystem. Whereas in Shock and SO Radio, we actively support the podcasters in all different manner, right? So depending on how they want to work with us. So I will see Astro Radio continuing and Shock to continue to build the ecosystem by investing in the podcasters and in the ecosystem. So I think that's that's key to growth. So I think if any podcasters who want to have think more growth, they can come and partner with us, you know, and stuff like that. But I don't think you should just treat us like a platform, but you treat us as somebody to build the community and the industry together. So that's what Shock is about. It's not just you just turn on and listen. We are actively involved in finding content. We are actively involved in looking for new podcasters, new topics that is relevant. And we have partnered with different people to create new content, original scripts, right? So that's important. That's really exciting, actually. Now that I'm hearing about all of this, I can't wait for next year what we have in store. 
I would assume we have some collabs coming in, maybe with some of our local influencers or yeah. I mean, we 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 have to try different things, and we have done, and we are not afraid of doing it. Right, so we have tried. I think last year we did the first of its kind partnership with the History Channel to do a food related topic. Recently, we also collaborated with DBP Dewan Bahasa dan Pustaka for an original script that we turned into an audio drama. Right and shock did it, and we invested in it together. So I think a lot of these collaborations will be important for us to actually to be able to either draw stories that didn't have an audience before and now turn into podcasts, or we find new podcasters and new content creators for us to work together and to build this. And we have done, I think, all kinds. We have done horror stories, we have done beauty, we have done very straightforward news kind of podcasts. We have also done podcasts around, I think, cars around you know different content creators. So it's good for us to continue to work on those pillars, but as well as to expand the kind of podcast that we do. So that will be important. Very excited. Before we end off, do you have any final words you want to say to our audience or anything you want to comment? My final words here will be for Malaysia, there's still a lot more room to grow for podcasts, right? And the next five to 10 years, podcasts will grow exponentially. And there's a lot of room to grow in terms of the format, the way that we storytell, the kind of languages that we use, and the mediums where we now combine a straightforward podcast, which is audio together with video. So we call it, you know, video podcast. So I think a lot of stuff will happen. So I hope for a lot of innovations from that forefront, right? And of course, for me, I really hope to see Shock being a very, very strong or the number one partner for podcasters in Malaysia to support the whole podcast community and podcast ecosystem. So for anybody that, you know, you want a reliable partner, you know, come to short, come to SEO Radio. I think we can work something out and, you know, we can grow the industry together. So that's that's my final. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Kenny. Thank you.